0: Of Jesus, I want to thank you for bringing us into a new day. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it in the mighty name of Jesus. Ancient of days, we appreciate you. We honor you. We honor you. We lift you higher. We declare there is no one like you. You are mighty in your dealings. You are faithful in your dealings. Be thou exalted. Be thy exalted. Be thy exalted. We lift you up. Appreciate his name this morning. Appreciate his name this morning. Lift him up. Lift him up. Lift him up. He deserves all the glory. He deserves all the praises. Say, Father, I honor you. Father, I adore you. I declare there is no one like you. I declare there is no king as you. Be thy exalted, O Lord, above all the earth. Let thy glory be above. Let thy glory be above all the earth. In Jesus' name we have prayed. You are going to make these prophetic declarations with me. Say, I declare that the fire of the Lord will consume every wicked strongman that is posing against my destiny. I declare that the fire of God will consume every wicked strongman posing as a strongman against my destiny in the name of Jesus. I declare that every gathering of wicked elders and strange children in the coven of darkness shall scatter for my sake. I declare by the blood of Jesus that I withdraw all my blessing from the waters and from the altar of the marine powers. I declare. That the marine altars of my father's house shall scatter in the name of Jesus. The marine altars of my father's house shall scatter in the name of Jesus. I declare that every occultic power that is holding down my testimonies shall be arrested by the fire of God in the name of Jesus. Declare it. Declare after me. I declare that any demonic material that is put together to promote delays, failure at the edge of breakthroughs and disappointments in my life, shall be frustrated in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare that the healing power of God will enter into my life and I shall be healed. Lay your hand on any sick area of your body, your head, your tummy, any part of your body, Declare this seven times with me. Say, Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, Lord, and I shall be saved. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. Three. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, Lord, and I shall be saved. That's number four. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, Lord, and I shall be saved. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, Lord, and I shall be saved. Lastly, Heal me, Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me and I shall be saved in the name of Jesus. I declare that the power that is fighting to close my doors shall be arrested in the name of Jesus and my doors of favor shall remain open in the mighty name of Jesus. I decree that by the blood of Jesus, the angels that brings miracle will locate me by fire by force. Every negative blood of my foundation inside my system be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Negative blood, negative ancestral blood from my foundation, from my roots. I read my body of them by the blood of Jesus. I apply the blood of Jesus into my system and I begin to flush out every negativity in my life. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. I pray that the Lord will arise for your sake and connect you with those who will advance the cause of your destiny. Even as we desire to cultivate ourselves and bring the best out of ourselves it is impossible to go far without divine helpers. So I decree over your life this morning that the Lord will connect you, He will connect me, He will connect all of us to all our divine helpers all over the world. And they are helping us to fulfill our destiny, to cultivate ourselves. Anyone that God has spoken to, And they have refused to deliver the help to you. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost remind them. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus name I have prayed. A very good morning to you. Good afternoon, good evening. Depending on your current location. God has been faithful. Today, I'm continuing on the series Cultivating Thyself, which is a series that is talking about how we can bring out the best of ourselves for the Lord as a living sacrifice and how we can maximize the talent the ability, the gifts and the potentials that God has deposited into us for our personal profit, for the help of the society and for the advancement of the kingdom of Christ. Under cultivating thyself, I have spoken about the need a quick reminder of everything I've already spoken about. I've spoken about the need to get deeply involved with God. I have also spoken about the need to discover your ability, discover your talents, discover your gifts. I've also spoken about the need to understand and identify your primary area of assignment, your primary area of purpose, your primary area of ministry, yesterday, I spoke about the need to set standards, to to set values, to set your mission statements and your roadmap. In order to be able to cultivate the best of yourself, you need to follow these principles because it will serve as a guideline for you to be able to maximize yourself. Today, I am talking about dealing with pests and weeds. On the first day, I took us to a farm. And I remember saying that in order for you to have the best of yourself, you have to see yourself as a farmland. I took us to a farm. How the farmer goes to clear the bush, plow the ground, and plant the seed. You are the farmland. The seed is the ability, the idea, your business proposes. Those are the seed. In the process, after the farmer has planted the seed, We notice, you will notice that if you are very close to farming, you understand that immediately the seed begin to germinate and they begin to bring out the leaf. The pests are also growing. The weed are also growing alongside. As the weed grows, more pests are coming. That is why in the farming setting, there are some chemicals that We call them pesticides, weedicides. The purpose of those chemicals is to be sprayed on the farm to kill the weeds, to kill the the pests. What happens is that even those chemicals are sprayed on your plant, your plant will not die. Because the purpose of the chemicals is to identify certain pests, certain weeds and eliminate them. So that the seed that you have planted will have free hair, free space to grow. Jesus gave a parable of the sower in the book of Matthew. What happened with the sower is that there was some seed in his hand that fell among the thorns. The seed had a fertile ground because the seed, Jesus said the seed grew up fast and they were growing. The land was fertile. meaning that sower was somebody who may have even identified his potential or her potential. She has a very fertile ground. The business idea is good. She's in a good standing when it comes to standards. She did every other thing right. she did not eliminate the pest. She did not eliminate eliminate the the weed. And the Bible says that it got to a point that the thorn came around and choked the plant. And the plant could not bear fruit. The plant eventually died. There are some pests. There are some weeds. That as soon as the enemy begins to notice that your idea is about to begin to bring fruits they begin to manifest some will manifest from us and some come from outsiders and by God's grace I'll be mentioning few of those pests and I call them the pitfalls that you need to avoid while trying to cultivate yourself these pitfalls are the pests and they are the weeds that are coming up to choke your ideas to choke your ministry I once told some of my church members that anointing have the ability to shoot you up to the topmost part of the world talent have the ability to shoot you up there your potential your business ideas have the ability to shoot up you, to shoot you up there but you will be sustained at the top by the way you relate with people around you that is your character it's very very important so you have you are involved with god you have discovered your ability you have identified your primary area of assignment you have set the standard you have set the values You have raised your mission statement. You have set your roadmap. And you have started implementing some of the roadmaps. And you are you are being noticed. In church, you are being noticed. Your gift is being noticed by your pastors. Your gift is being noticed by church members. People are appreciating you. People are calling you to tell you their spiritual problems because they can notice some gift in your life. Sometimes some of them will see you in their dreams. You are praying for them in a dream and then they will, ah, man of God, I saw you in my dream. Evangelist, I saw you in my dream. Sister, I saw you in my dream. You were praying for me. And then they start telling you their problem. At that moment, you are beginning to achieve some small, small success. But that is not the ultimate success. It's at that moment that the pests, the weeds, the thorns of life, they begin to show up. One of those pests, one of those pitfalls is pride. But before I continue to mention the pitfalls, let's go to the scriptures. Let's see what the Bible says. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 13 verse 25, It said, but while man slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. The purpose of the pest, the purpose of the weeds, the weeds, is not to partner with you in business, to grow your business. The weeds are there purposely because that is how the weeds are designed. They are designed to spring up. It is your duty to eliminate them. And when they start springing up you don't overlook them you get rid of them immediately and make room for the gift and the grace of God upon your life there are so many people that God truly wants he wanted to use them mightily God wanted to use them to bring about revival in the kingdom of God to bring so many souls to Christ Even in their business, God wants to use their talent to draw more people to himself. But as soon as we begin to notice some small, small success, you pray for someone with headache and the headache disappeared and you thought you have arrived. You thought you have now received the power and the anointing of healing. And then pride set in. People you used to respect before you cannot respect them anymore. People you need to bend down to greet before. You can't bend down to greet them again because now you are now in a position of divine authority. So they are to bow down for you. People you used to accord respect before. You stop according them. You start calling them by their first name. I have somebody in my life who is currently a church member somewhere but he was there for me in the past and is a little bit older than me so i've been ordained as an apostle and according to the mentality of people when you are in a position of authority as a pastor everybody calls you daddy even somebody who is old enough to be your father calls you daddy or they, you, they call you mommy somebody who is old enough to be your father who is old enough to be your grandfather is calling you daddy and your head is swelling up you don't know that they themselves are being humble because they respect the position they respect the grace of God upon your life so because somebody is calling you daddy they are calling you mommy, does not give you the right to disrespect them. Pride is one thing that destroys anointing. It takes the presence of God away from your life. And when the presence of God departs from you, you are left empty. That thing that people are respecting in you is gone. So the person called me and I was using sir. I was answering and I was replying him. Oh, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. And somebody asked me, Why are you using self for him? I replied, the person, like, well, I'm using self for him because one, he's older than me, two, he's somebody I respect so much. He has been there for me. He's not a pastor. I am a pastor. Doesn't mean that I should disrespect him. So the fact that as a pastor, as an apostle, I use se or ma for somebody. Does not take anything away from me, does not reduce who I am. So, if because I'm using se and ma for you, you decide to disrespect me, it means you lack understanding. It means you lack understanding. So, humility is a virtue that will help you go far in life. Humility is actually one of the best ways to apply wisdom. In your career, you are working in a bank, you are working in the marketing department of the bank, your duty is to go out and look for big customers, you prayed, you saw the face of God, you fasted, You went out and met up with these big customers, about five of them. And all the five of them decided to open an account in your bank with millions. Millions. And because of that, your bank raised your salary. Your bank promoted you. Everybody began to respect you. You won the award of the best worker of the year. And because of that, the thing enters into your head. You start talking to people anyhow. You don't respect your husband no more. You don't respect your father no more. You don't respect anyone anymore because now money has now come. That pride has come to destroy the best of yourself. So pride is number one. And pride usually comes whenever we notice small achievements, things we have never achieved before, things we didn't expect we we're going to achieve. Pride sets in, and the Bible says that pride goes before destruction. When a man will fall, he will become proud. And it's true. See, we we'll see the precedents of some countries. They've done well. Their first term they did well. Second term wasn't that excellent. They became corrupt. And then their people begin to tell them, Oh, yeah, go for third time. Now you because you have succeeded suppressing the voice of the people, your first your first term, your second term, you can do it again the third term. Nobody will talk. And you see that as soon as they begin to. Not the ambition of the third term, people rebel against them and they are toppled. Their government is toppled. Pride is a destroyer. No matter how talented you are, no matter how blessed you are, no matter how skillful you are, if you lack humility, you are not going anywhere. The best way to cultivate yourself is to not allow your achievement, your skills, your talent. To enter into your head. Oh, in this old church, I am the best. Nobody can sing like me. Nobody can preach like me. If I am not here, nothing will happen. Those are manifestations of pride. Understand that if you are not in that place, God can raise a stone for Himself. Pride is number one. Get rid of it. ASAP pray for grace that God will help you to remove pride from your life. If you constantly have the craving for endorsement, for appreciation, for everything you do, you have this strong craving of appreciation, you have this strong craving of being noticed anywhere you are, those are the early stage of pride. Pride. You have to operate as someone that is humble. Operate as someone who doesn't care about the achievement self, And that is when the blessing begins to come to you. That is when more opportunity begins to come to you. If you are respectful when you are at the low low level of life, and you still remain respectful when God raises you up, you will keep going up, you, you keep going up. Number two, pitfalls that you must avoid is fear. Fear of success. Do you know how some people even have fear of success? They are afraid of being successful. They are afraid of being famous. They are afraid of being attacked. When they are successful, I don't blame them because some of us, where we are coming from, they don't give us the opportunity to actually live our life of success in the public. Sometimes you are going to your village, you have to pretend to be a poor man, so that they don't kill you. If somebody can even buy bread for his mom, and because he buys bread from the city for his mom, an uncle who is angry with him for not buying him things last year, killed him because he bought bread for his mom. That's not the kind of fear I'm talking about. Fear is one of the pitfalls. Oh, fear fear of what people will say. Oh, I think these people, they don't like me. I think this person doesn't like me. She's always looking at me somehow. You conclude out of fear and you begin to lock yourself in. You don't even know. Maybe the person is even admiring. Your tenacity is admiring you. And you are... Indirectly or secretly, they are role mode, they are looking up to you. You don't know, but because of fear, you conclude and you begin to reduce the usage of your ability, your talent. Some are afraid of using their talent in public. Come and preach in church. Oh no, Pastor, I don't want to, I don't want to come forward. I am not, I don't like facing crowd. Force them give them the mic you realize that so you have this massive potential like this and you have been sitting on it fear of the unknown this business that i want to do my friend did a business before she didn't succeed and this business idea keeps coming to my mind If I go ahead with that business, I fear my friend might feel betrayed. And because of that, you lock yourself in. Why not go ahead and discuss with your friend, this business, I want to do it. And your friend does not have the right to tell you not to do the business. You don't have the right. That's not loyalty. Loyalty is not letting go of business idea because your friend is doing the same business. You become disloyal. When you are doing the same business and you begin to pursue the customer of your friend, that is where disloyalty comes in. If your friend truly loves you and you people are truly friends, you will discuss everything you want to do and there is no room for fear. This is your business that you are doing, that you have abandoned. I think I want to pursue it. Oh, don't pursue it. I still want to go back to the business. Then you guys can have heart-to-heart communication and talk about it. Based on your talk, you realize if you are supposed to drop the idea or not. Because we are all unique in our ways of doing things. Oh, or you can even think, Oh, my friend did it before. My brother did it before. The business didn't succeed. Let me not even double to it. Maybe the business is not even good. Fear based on what other people have been through can stop you from achieving the best of yourself. Fear of failing. What if I fail? What if it didn't work? What if this business crashed like the other businesses I have laid my hand upon? I think something is wrong with me. So, because I feel something is wrong with me, let me not go into this business. A lot of people have forfeited their destiny as a result of this fear fear of not having enough support. God is leading you in a particular dimension of ministry, or God is ministering to you to start a non governmental organization that will solve some problem. And the idea of the NGO is very big. You don't have money to feed. Yourself, let alone feeding other people and the devil will come and whisper to you listen you don't even have money do you know the kind of money required for this project you want to do you don't even have anybody you don't have any friend you don't have nobody abroad how are you going to raise funds for this thing forget about it fear of failure fear of not having support is also one of the pitfalls you must avoid it understand that if God has given you something is able to see you through to the end of it. Another pitfall to avoid is procrastination. Procrastination. Mm, I'm not ready. I'm not. I will do it tomorrow. Go and pitch your idea to this businessman that just came. I have his number. I will call him. I will book an appointment with him. Sister, have you booked the appointment since last year? I'm still praying about it. You are not praying. You are afraid of being disappointed. You are afraid of disappointment. You are afraid of being turned down. And because you are afraid, you are procrastinating. So, fear starts messing things up for us and procrastination is the product of the fear we have. What if I discuss with this person and then they steal my idea? What if I discuss, I pitch my idea to this person and eventually they did not sponsor me and then I will will be disappointed again. I don't want to do it. Okay, I will do it tomorrow. Since two years ago, you are still going to do it tomorrow. When are you going to do that thing that God has given to you? When are you going to start that business? Procrastination is under pitfall. You must avoid next pitfall to avoid is starting big syndrome. Starting big syndrome. Oh this idea is a very big idea so I need to I need to start big. I need to get a lot of money. I need to have a lot of customer base. I need to do a lot of social media adverts. I need nothing less than two thousand dollars to start this business I want to start so let me start putting money down small small so that I can start nobody started big and last go and find out go and find out all the big big businesses that are rocking the world today Amazon the guy started in some, some crappy room like that Look at Amazon today. Start with what you have. As long as what you have is able to get you some basic things, begin with what you have. That is all you need. If it is ministry, begin with a gift. Begin with with the grace that God has given to you. You are a prayer warrior and God is telling you to start a prayer ministry. Begin with the people you have. My G.O. then started in his sitting room with four people. And the church is all over the world today. If he had refused to start with that four people, where would they be today? He will still be talking about his big vision that God gave to him. Start with what you have. Whether it's ministry, whether it's business, whether it's managing a department in your church or your, your office begin with whatever resources that is available at your disposal. God will bless every little thing you have. God will bless every little beginning and make it big. Another pitfall you must avoid is evil comparison. Stop comparing your business. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Oh, my church building is not nice. Look at this person that just started last year. His own church building is very nice. My office is located in a suburb. Look at this, my friend. His office is in town. I don't have money to rent office in town. That's why my business is not succeeding. The energy you're supposed to use to push your business online, push your business person to person, you are using the energy to study your, your, your peers, study your competitors. And one year, you are still focused on your competitors. You're not doing anything. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Everybody has unique grace upon their head. We all have different support system. We all have different support system. Tell yourself the truth. Somebody was comparing our ministry with a bigger ministry where I was working before. How branches of the ministry grows very fast. And my answer to the person is listen, you cannot compare a ministry that has been in existence for more than 20 years with a known general overseer to a ministry that is just starting. You just started your ministry one year and you want to compete with a ministry that has been there for more than 20 years. You are going to crash. Because ministry goes beyond anointing. Administrative skills. Amount of lives you have you have imparted over the years. You see some ministry, they, they will start giddy, 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 they will do radio advert. They will do, giddy, 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 people will come. As long as people are getting what they want, they will be coming. The day challenge is come like this. You see everybody disappears. Stop comparing yourself. Just keep going. Focus on your journey. Keep going. Face front. Don't look left. Don't look right. And don't look back. Manage the resources that God has given to you and keep going. That is the best way to cultivate yourself. Lastly, another pitfall you must avoid is prayerlessness. Prayerlessness you can't do anything in this life without the support of God don't continue to struggle depending on your own strength have time for prayer listen to me it does not matter it doesn't matter how many hours you can use to pray it doesn't matter whatever time you want to spend in the presence of God 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes 1 hour, 2 hours, 4 hours 8 hours, make sure it is quality time quantity does not achieve result it is the quality of your soul the quality of your spirit that will achieve result in the school of prayer the arena of prayer go to prayer without bitterness in your heart go to prayer with with faith, with total dependence on God go to prayer with humility, with gratefulness with worship, with appreciation have a sound mind, a sound mentality have focus on what you want to achieve talk to God about it when you get to your business place make sure you give room for prayers and don't do it too much don't close your shop on monday early morning to go to some prayer to to some prayer house i don't support that idea at all i always talk about it i don't support the idea of putting prayer meetings in the morning unless if your target audience are business owners who are already bosses or market women who have other people that will manage their business for them. I don't support it. Well, that's my opinion. Because I believe that when you pray, you should also put in the work. Put in the work. Don't ever shut down your shop to go to a prayer meeting because what you went to prayer meeting to pray about God may answer the prayer for you immediately, you are praying for big customers God answered the prayer immediately they come to your shop, your shop is locked somebody will come to your shop and your shop is locked, they may never pick your number they are not obligated to pick your phone number and call you you are supposed to open your business and be at your business place I don't advise people lock your office to go for prayer service. I'm a prayer person. I love prayer. I organize prayer program. I I do deliverance and all that. But we have to tell ourselves the truth. Why are the Chinese succeeding? More than us. Chinese don't pray. Because we don't we don't apply wisdom. You want god to bless you you lock your shop close your business that is not being prayerful keep your shop open at the business hour you can close early if you want to go for prayer service let's say prayer service at 4 pm you can decide to close early early morning early morning is very important for your business there are people that will patronize you early in the morning don't lock your your shop and i also don't support going to prayer meeting five times in a week meaning that the whole week you only open your shop one day only open your business one day and i also don't support you sneaking out of your place of work to go to prayer service it is wrong because you will lie to your boss. Oh, my mother is sick. Boy, some anointing service you are going at two at twelve noon. But you have lied to your boss. Do you think the prayer you are going to pray, you, th- you think God is going to answer it? I leave you to answer that one yourself. Because you cannot build prayer resort on top of lies give unto Caesar what is Caesar's and give unto God what is God's. That is my stand. When it comes to cultivating yourself, don't be lazy at work. Do the best you can do. Always give the best of yourself. In your place of work, you don't know who is watching you. I conclude with this today. It is important to be prayerful having personal prayer is very important more than going for congregational prayers I organize prayer services myself and I want people to come don't get me wrong but you have to do the right thing when your business should stay open open your business when it's time to close your business close your business and go to church evening service is usually five o'clock close your early if possible go to church in the evening if you you can quickly dash to a lunch let's you have a lunch break and you, you can quickly dash to a prayer service and you can quickly return back to your place of work before your lunch break is over is also good don't use the working hour to go and pray and then you use the prayer hour to go and walk it doesn't favor it doesn't work I bless you with the blessing of Abraham, with the blessing of Isaac, and the blessing of Israel. In Jesus' name. I believe you've been blessed by today's message. Please share to bless your family and friends. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at AT God bless you.